Welcome to worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We're glad you've joined us this Sunday for a special pre-taped service. We have the honor and joy and privilege of baptizing Lonnie Mae Leahy last May 29th, and we taped that entire baptismal service, which we are bringing to you this morning, so that our team that has been live streaming in the sanctuary and before that editing our services can have a Sunday off. We're grateful to you for your continued support during this time, and we pray that you will continue to be supportive of your, with your prayers, your presence, your service, your witness, and your financial gifts. And now, let us join our hearts and our minds together as we worship God. Friends, at this time, let us be in an attitude of prayer. Heavenly Creator, on this day we come before you, inviting you into our hearts, bringing forward the known and unknown, our joys and concerns, what boosts our spirit, that which weighs heavily upon us. During this time of what is to come, where we've experienced a tough season of isolation and fear and now get ready for 
a reopening in our lives to a new normal, we, we pray that we each feel your loving presence, your comforting presence that calms us, your guiding presence that leads us forward. Help us to breathe, breathe in your peace and abiding love. As we step into what's ahead in our lives, give us the strength, the courage, and the wherewithal, knowing you are with us every stride that we make. Oh, Holy One, many folks are struggling with depression and anxiety, dealing with various health issues, weary from burnout, overwhelmed by lack of income and challenging financial circumstances, mourning loss in their lives. And we pray for your comfort and your wisdom during these trying times. Lead, lead your people to whatever assistance is needed so they can live free from these burdens that lay upon them. And for those around them, may there be empathy, kindness, encouragement, and understanding extended, providing compassionate and loving support on this journey, a life journey that we take together. Holy Spirit, we pray for our country, our churches, this earth and its peoples, for us to embrace and value the diversity of our society and of our world. Lead us to boldly address and eliminate unjust powers, privileges, and inequalities. May we build and maintain communities in which people and all people are safe, all people are cherished and equally respected. Help us, Lord, to put our prayers into action to create needed change. Wondrous God, we give praise. We give praise for new life among us as well as for the hope and joy of our church doors reopening soon. We rejoice knowing that day is coming and what a joyful celebration it will be when it arrives. Bless us in our preparations to be together for in-person worship while also continuing to connect online. Guide those in leadership to make the best decisions possible while providing patience for each of us, knowing in your hands all will be well. And now, friends, with humble reverence, let us say the prayer taught to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
look so sad the tears are in your eyes come on and talk to me now and don't be ashamed to cry let me see you through cause I've seen the dark side too when the night falls on you you don't know what to do nothing you confess could make me love you less I'll stand by you I'll stand by you won't let nobody hurt you I'll stand You're mad, get mad. Don't hold it all inside. Come on and talk to me now. Hey, what you got to hide? Let me see you through. Cause I'm alone like you when you're standing. Roads. You don't know which path to choose. Let me come along. Cause even if you're wrong, I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. Won't let nobody hurt you. I'll stand by you. Today's gospel reading comes from Matthew 3, 16 to 17. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. 
And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. I was supposed to, you're, you're playing. I'm like, should I? Am I supposed to sing? Because that's not what I was told. Um, <laughs> this is amazing. I love you, my church family. This is really. I know for a lot of us, this is the day that we've been waiting for to get back in the sanctuary, and also um, to celebrate Lonnie Mae, the baby. So I call her my baby. She's not my baby. She's Sean and Lou's baby. Um, I am the proud godmother. I am co-godmother with Sean's best friend, Monica. Give a wave, Monica. And Monica's mother is the original Lonnie Mae. So it's great that you guys are here today. Um, about 15 years ago, or, yeah, mm -hmm, maybe a little longer, can't figure it out. I had wandered in, because oh, I've been here, no, I think, Sean, you're wrong. I think it's a little, <laughs> we'll figure it out later. Um, but I came into this church, just like wandered in here like, uh, like I don't know what I'm doing, my life's a wreck. And, um, and I sat back there in the back. And, uh, and this guy who came in here like had the same look on his face as me and like sat next to me. I, I don't know him, he doesn't know me. And somehow we started talking. And I remember me just saying it like, he, at least like, are you such a first time here or whatever? And he's like, this is my first time here. And, and I had been here like coming because I literally like, my life was a wreck and I was just like, ah. And my real estate agent went here. That's it, that was, that's how it happened. Um, and Sean said that he has, uh, that he was a recent cancer survivor, praise God. And um, he was afraid that he was gonna burst into flames right then from walking into a church. And I said, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> and, and he's still here, so it hasn't happened yet, Sean. Um, and from that day, it was, it was a beautiful friendship that we have from, from right then. And then me and him would sit, we didn't know anybody. And the two of us would come every Sunday and sit next to each other in the back row. And, uh, and I, it's just, it's, it's one of those wonderful God things. And then Sean and his best friend Monica, they travel for work all the time. And uh, we've always kept in touch with the email because he was like an, an international all over the place. And I remember the day that he wrote me and he's like, I met a girl and I love her. And I'm like, wait, what, what, you know? And, and then thankfully he brought the incredible Lou into our lives who is just, I mean, we can't thank him enough for her. And even though I'm not one of those types, I just kept saying from the day they got together and after they got married like four or five, 10 times, I think, right? And uh, I, I was like, amazed by her. And then I just kept saying, which is so weird for me to say, I was like, you guys should really have a baby. <laughs> You're just, they're just so great. I'm like, this is a couple should have a baby. So when Sean told me, uh, Lou's pregnant, I went, finally! That was my answer. And uh, we are now blessed. I can't wait for you guys to see her and meet her. With this, one of the most beautiful and happy. Someone already said to me earlier, how could she not be happy with those people as her parent? And I said, I agree. I love her. I am proud to be a co-godmother <laughs> with Monica. And uh, I'm really proud to be your friend. 
and I love you. Hi, I'm Jay. Nice to see you all. I'm going to tell you a story. It's a couple of things about the story first. This story has Superman and Wonder Woman in it, but it's not that kind of story. In fact, I think I'm not going to tell you what kind of story it is. Let's see if you can figure it out for yourself. The other thing that I'll say is I may not exactly get all the facts right. For one thing, I tend to forget stuff. And for another, I've always believed that whenever you're in a situation where the story and the facts diverge, always follow the story. So this particular story begins a long, long time ago, like, I don't know, 15 years or so, in a land far, far away. Actually, that's not true. It was here in Hollywood. In fact, it was here in Hollywood UMC. So. Sean just sort of dropped into my life, into a bunch of our lives. He just sort of showed up at church. And this was remarkable. Lots of people show up at church. But Sean showing up was remarkable, I guess mainly because, you know, Sean is different. Some of you have met Sean. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So... The main thing about Sean is that he is this barrel of contradictions. I'll give you two examples. First of all, first of all, even though Sean doesn't exactly believe or is at least agnostic about a lot of the sort of tenets of the Christian religion, and yet he's one of the most Christian people that I've ever met. Now, the second example I'll give you is that even though Sean clearly from the very beginning and still is incredibly smart, incredibly funny, charming. It was clear from the very beginning that he wasn't exactly a ladies man. Now you would think those things would go together, but that another contradiction. Um, in fact, well I mean the reason for that of course is that Sean is an incredible nerd. He's a lot like Clark Kent, if, you know, Clark Kent wasn't just a nerd, if he was also, if he had, you know, tons of charisma. Um, and Sean's superpowers, by the way, I would say are, you know, kindness and acceptance. But, you know, back to the original point, not a ladies' man. Even Superman had kryptonite, nobody's perfect. So that's the reason why when Sean ran off to China on this business trip, it seemed really, really strange that suddenly we were hearing that he had met the woman that he'd fallen in love with and was going to marry. Well, that's one reason. The other reason is, you know, business trip to China, you know, meeting somebody for the first time and instantly knowing that you've met the love of your life. Um, but then, you know, all of the doubts and, like, skepticism about this fell away once we got a chance to meet Lou. Because Lou is 
incredibly smart, incredibly funny, incredibly charming, and, and a nerd. So it's like, it's like if there was a, a Chinese female version of Sean, it's Lou. Or if there was, you know, a white male American version of Lou, it's Sean. And the fact that soulmates can be put on the earth so far apart from each other in distance and in so many, and in so many ways is proof that God has a sense of humor. The fact, the fact though that those two people could then find each other is, is proof that God exists. And the fact that they would then be willing to take that leap of faith and, and overcome all the challenges that it took to form a life together is proof that God is love. So you may have figured out that this is a love story, even though Sean, in my mind, is Superman and Lou is Wonder Woman. I mean, if you think about nerdy female superheroes, you go straight to Wonder Woman. So these two superheroes coming together, finding each other, forming this life of love together, it's an incredible, incredible love story. And really the only thing in my mind that could make this story better is what if this incredible, divine, heavenly love, if only there was some manifestation of it in the material world, some physical manifestation. And then, of course, you know, that's what makes this the greatest story ever is, of course, there is, because there's, there's Mei Mei, who is a living manifestation of this incredible love story, proof that God exists and that God is love. And it is so incredible that we're all witnesses to that. And in fact, even more than witnesses, based on the baptismal vows that we get a chance to say, we're actual participants in this miracle. And really, really, we're more than participants. We actually get to write the rest of the story. We get to help write May May's story, the continuation of Sean and Lou's story. And so I just want to say what an incredible, incredible privilege and honor it is to get to be a part of this story. What a joy it is to be with you all today. When Sean and Lou first contacted me about baptism, which I must say was actually before Lonnie Mae was born, Lou was concerned about how the baptism was, would be conducted. It had nothing to do with COVID, but somewhere Lou managed to find some videos of newborns being submerged in water by 
what seemed to be an angry priest who didn't care that the baby was screaming. <laughs> I assured Sean and Lou that this was not the Methodist way. Uh, and that we would have a customized baby, a baptism rather, just for Lonnie Mae and her parents. And so I ordered this. It's a super soaker. Sadly, it arrived damaged, so I'm not going to use it today. I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way with the shell and pouring the water on the baby. But this is your baptism gift. I just thought, what other better way would there be for the child of, of Sean and Lou? And what better way to celebrate May May's first 100 days of life, as well as her papa's birthday today, happy birthday, Sean, uh, than to celebrate baptism this day. Water is so important in all of our lives. Growing up, I never learned to swim. My mom, bless her heart, was too afraid that something would happen in the pool, so I was only allowed in the shallow end. And then when I got to school in junior high, in those days there were mandatory uh, home economics classes for girls and a half semester of swimming in the seventh and eighth grades. And I knew at that point in my life I was doomed. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. I held back tears as my classmates would jump off the diving board and swim laps and had fun with it all. But one day, about a week into the semester, the teacher asked her assistant to work with me. I don't remember her name, but I do remember how patient she was as she taught me first, she said, to float. Just outstretch your arms and kick your, up to the water and you'll float. Nope. Just as I knew what happened, I started to sink. Try again, try again, try again. And then she found something that many years later I still find to be profound. She said, don't fight the water. Don't be afraid. Trust the water to carry you and you'll be fine. And one day I did, eventually I floated, ending up in the deep end and it turns out I was fine even in the deep waters. I just needed to trust them. In thinking about those days and water in general, I was reminded of a quote by the great writer Anne Lamott. Sometimes grace works like water wings when you feel you are sinking. Well, on this baptism day for May May, we celebrate, and we celebrate her, we celebrate her baptism, and we celebrate the deep waters of God's grace that do keep us all afloat. As Sarah read in today's portion of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus has headed out to see his cousin John. John had moved as an adult from the center of power where his, he had been raised out to the fringe. As John the Baptist, he was gathering folks at the Jordan River, offering them God's grace through repentance. For centuries, the Jewish people had understood the symbolic power of ritual washing, but John had a different emphasis. John believed that baptism was God's initiative and God's doing something that we couldn't do for ourselves. And the people who came to John to be baptized were desperate for love and acceptance by God. They'd been told for years by the religious establishment that they weren't acceptable to God, but they felt in their hearts that God truly loved them. 
and they were willing to go out into the wilderness to a man as notorious as John to find out if there was a place for them in God's plan. And John didn't offer them cheap grace. He said they had to change. They couldn't go on hurting God or themselves or their neighbors. They had to put their old, aside their old ways of living, what we know as repentance, to really and truly receive God's grace. And then along came Jesus. And John said, but you're the Messiah. You're the one that we've been waiting for. You don't need to be baptized. And Jesus responded with all power and humility, claiming the moment to show his cousin John and the people who had gathered along the riverbanks that he was one of them and one who had been sent by God to show a different way of living and loving. Jesus then put himself in the arms of his cousin John, who baptized him. And just at that critical but nonsensical moment, at the precipice of his earthly ministry, Matthew tells us, and the heavens were open and the spirit descended upon him as a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Now today in Lonnie Mae's baptism, this is what God is saying to her and in fact to us all. You are my beloved one. Not because we've done anything special to earn it, not because we deserve it, not because of our social status or gender or income or any other earthly metric. You are God's beloved child because God's very nature, God's inclination and desire is to love. The waters of baptism mark us with a sign of God's grace that comes to us even before we ask for it even before we are consciously aware that God exists and remains with us always. The mark of baptism is permanent, which is why we in the Methodist tradition both baptize infants and we do not rebaptize adults who have been baptized in another tradition. You see, once the grace of God is acknowledged in our life, God's got us and there is nothing we can do. The late Rachel Held Evans wrote in her book, Searching for Sunday, that Jesus did not begin to be loved at the moment of his baptism, nor did he cease to be loved when his baptism became a memory. Baptism simply named the reality of his existing and his unending belovedness. So it's fair to say on days like today in which we celebrate a baptism, we can remember our own baptism, and we're not necessarily remembering the act of being baptized so much as the naming that occurred. Not our own given name, but the deeper identity that was acknowledged in our baptism. We are loved. Not that baptism makes us beloved, but it reminds us that we are indeed loved by God beyond words. When Jesus came to the River Jordan, he came to stand with people who were broken, who were hurting, and told them God loves us all, and God calls us together to live in a new community, in a new way, a way of love and light and forgiveness, a way of justice and peace for all God's children, a way in which violence is rejected and the least among us are cared for, 
a way in which we remember our own baptisms daily. You see, Jesus wades into those deep baptismal waters with us to enable us to live in that new way and to give hope to our broken and hurting world. Retired Bishop Will Willimon tells the story of a pastor's words to a baby shortly after he had baptized her. No doubt, Bishop Willimon was speaking as much to the congregation as to the infant. He said, little sister, by this act of baptism, we welcome you to a journey that will take your whole life. This isn't the end. It's the beginning of God's experiment with your life. What God will make of you, we do not know. Where God will take you, surprise you, we cannot say. But this we do know, and this we say, that God is with you. And God will be with us all as we live out our baptism. Today we join with the saints who have gone before us and those who will follow us when we find ourselves in the deep waters of life, be they metaphoric or in the deep end of a pool. We need only trust the waters of baptism, the waters of grace to carry us, to be our water wings, because we can claim fully that God is well pleased with us all. Amen. I'd like to invite Lonnie Mae to bring her parents up. Godparents, too. Come on up. <laughs> Go on that side. Yeah. We'll just have you all stand there. And brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift to us offered without price. And who is presenting Lonnie Mae for baptism? <laughs> so then I have some questions for parents, grandmother, godparents and the original Lonnie Mae. <laughs> On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? I do. I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your savior, Put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. I do. I do. I do. 
Will you nurture this child in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example she may be guided to accept God's grace for herself, to profess her faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? If so, say, I will. And then, to this, the congregation, do you, as Christ's body of the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, please say, we do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include baby Maymay in your love and care? If so, say, we will. Let us pray. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and she who receives it, to wash away her sin and clothe her in righteousness throughout her life, that dying and being raised with Christ, she may share in his final victory. Amen. Amen. And she's so asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mamie. <laughs> People fall asleep in my sermons all the time. That's okay. Um, if you could take her, her hat, her little cap off, or push it back, either way. Oh, hello. And then we're going to need to put, let's see. If we could, she could come over here and you could just, yeah, like that. And I'll try not to get that wet. Lonnie May, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work within you, that being born of water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for Sean and for Lou, for baby Lonnie May, and for all those who are present here this day. We pray that you will enable us to continue to lift up Lonnie May in her walk with God, with you, with Christ, and that we might indeed be a blessing to one another. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. And would you please welcome the newest baptized preparatory member of Hollywood United Methodist Church, Miss Lonnie May Leahy. Please do. So if you're going to grab a shell, you can each grab a shell if you'd like to remember this day. And again, I'm sorry I woke you up, Lonnie May. <laughs> and now receive the benediction. Know that you are a beloved child of God, just like Lonnie May that we all are part of the family of God. So go now in peace to love and to serve the world. Amen.